0: Welcome to Let's Talk with Teresa Ann. All right, so on today's episode of this Heavenly Wit Monday, I want to say thank you for joining me on today's episode. For those of you who may know or may not know, I just like to put it out there every time is that Heavenly Wit is based on the book I released back in March of 2020 called Heavenly Wit Seeing Mission Fields in the Midst of Battlefields. On today's episode, I want to share why prayer is so important and it isn't about saying things like, well, I guess we should just pray about it. Prayer is the most amazing, incredible tool to not just pray for the things we need, although that's what we're supposed to do. But prayer is that connecting bridge to keep us aware of the Father God who is continually with us. There are scriptures that are referenced in the Word of God that say things like this, do not fear, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Whenever God is saying, do not fear, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for I am with you, it shows that without Him, him, we would be very afraid. We would be very dismayed. We would be very anxious. So, in those moments of despair, in those moments of anxiety, in those moments where we feel like we just can't do it anymore, that is exactly where we need to realize that that is a trigger, not to trigger us to more trauma, but to trigger us to the Father God, that we in that moment are more aware of our worries and more aware of the things that even haven't even happened yet, but look like they could happen that way because of how we're seeing things unfold. Um, but in that moment, we can go wait. I am feeling this because I am not aware of the presence of God. I am not aware of the one who is for me. I am more aware of who is against me. I am more aware of the one who has rejected me. I am not aware of who has accepted me. And in that moment, that is why prayer is so essential. It is a part of It must be the way we do life. It isn't about, oh, I might just pray about it. No, it's not about that. It's about prayer is the connecting piece. It's like the key to get you in with a Father's heart. So now you're not praying out of manipulation or you're not praying from a place of God, you gotta catch up to my situation. But in that moment of prayer, it's not even about saying, God, I need you to do this for us. So and so is in the hospital. Da da da. -da." You know, we're we're praying things as though God is catching up to us. But in those moments when all hell is breaking loose, is when we need heaven to break loose. And the only way to do that, again, is by being aware of the presence of God in the midst of our troubles, in the midst of our difficulties. When every demon is trying to make you aware of their presence, is when you and I have to go, wait, God, I look like I'm being surrounded but God you are truly surrounding me and it is an exercise that this flesh has to have because the flesh is always going to be the default. The flesh is always going to be the one that says, "Wait, what about this?" But but look what they did. Every time someone's done that to you, what's happened before? Oh, you better cover your butt. You better Oh, you better make sure that they have your six. Immediately, we have to remember that is not prayer. That is worry. That is trying to control things so that we get it to where we want it to be, to where we're not hurt any longer. But we have to get to this place where where it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. What does that mean? If we trust in Him with all of our heart, and this is something that we have to go through every single moment of the day, every day, is that All of our heart means if we trust him with all of our heart, there's no room to trust anything or anyone else when he has all of our hearts. But when we trust him with all of our hearts, it will cause us to not lean on our own understanding. It'll cause us to go, wait a second. My own understanding says to do A, B, and C. Because that's just protocol when this happens. But God, I'm coming to you right now, in this moment, and I'm asking you, God, how do I I need to see you in this situation? I need to see you as magnified above all other things that are trying to magnify themselves above you. What does it say in the Word of God? It says, to what? Take every thought captive and bring it under the obedience of Christ. Right? But it also says to take those weapons, right? And tear them down. How do you tear it down? You tear it down with prayer and the word of God. Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every circumstance in your life that is. Awful, that is hard, that is difficult. Even the good things are going to try to exalt itself against you knowing who God truly is. Prayer. It is so essential. It is our, it is our umbilical cord, so to speak, between us and the spirit of the living God. It it just gets to be a lifestyle where in a moment. Where everything is great. We're saying, Lord, okay, I want to be aware of your presence. Even in this moment when everything is wonderful. Lord, help me to see all the miracles that you are doing. Even in the miracle of what I'm experiencing right now. Or on the other side of that. God, help me to see the miracles when everything seems to be going wrong. And you take a breath. And you breathe in the awareness of the spirit of the living God. That's why I do these prayer doodling trees. Some of you have seen it on my social media. Whenever I say I'm going to pray for someone, I would get to this place where I would get so distracted, like I'd want to pray so hard for them. Well, God gave me a way to pray for them and agree with him as I doodle these trees. So every branch and every leaf is truly another moment of being aware of him and his love for that person that I'm getting to pray for with God. See, I used to think that my prayers were the thing that changed things, but truly what prayer does is it transforms my heart to want to do it God's way, to want to see it God's way to now exchange my desires with his see when we begin to delight in who god is our desires will be fulfilled because they're no longer our desires but there are desires that we gave to the lord that he exchanged with his own because his own desires will be fulfilled and we just get to be a part of it remember he's catching he's not catching Remember this, God is not catching up to you and I, we are catching up to Him. So in these moments that just seem so hard and difficult, and it feels like we are going to break, that we have to know it's like reading a novel, that we're right in the middle of that plot-twisting moment where if we shut that book down, if we shut our faith down, we won't get to see what God has planned from long ago. And so, in this journey of this life, it isn't about the destination. And it's not even about the journey. It's about realizing that God is the journey. He is the destination. And in Him, He's the way. So, I I liken it to this, and I just want to give this to each of you as an example. When we give our everything to the Lord, and we do everything as unto Him, we can no longer be taken advantage of, even though others think they are taking advantage of us, because we didn't do it for them. We did it for the Lord. And when we do it for Him, it's just worship. To where if people appreciate it or not, it's not about that. The heart motive all along was for the Father. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus, when he died on that cross, he did not die for us first. He died to do the will of his Father. Because if he didn't, he would have been moved by all the ones who would have said no to him. But instead, When he died, it was even a death of worship to his father. And by default, all of us got to benefit from it. But the main focus of his death was not on us as we think it was. It was on his father. So as we do this life in Christ with God... It's no longer doing good things for our husband or doing good things for our children whether because they deserve it. And we won't do those things for them if they don't deserve it. See, that's that's just wrong motive. But when we do everything as unto the Father, and we're all learning. I'm learning this every day. When I finally serve my husband, not because of who he, he is, even though he's a wonderful human being. But I don't want to just do it for him. I want to do this for the Father. And guess what? My husband will be blessed. Now, there there are those of you who are like, Girl, I get it. I've been doing this worship unto the Father for years on behalf of my family, and none of them have appreciated. But one thing I know is that it's for the Father. So whether I ever see the results. See, because the world likes results. But whether I ever see the results, I didn't do it for the results. I did it for the Father. So that's what prayer does. Prayer aligns us with the Father's heart. It gets our agendas out of the way of, okay, if I do this nice thing for them, then maybe I'll get what I want. Or if I give to them what I never had, see, even that is out of lack because we're giving from a place of what we didn't have. But God wants to use us in every aspect. He wants us to give to our children, not just from a place of what we didn't have, but he wants us to give to them from his heart to where they have everything that we never had and had. Man, there's just so much to this. There's so much amazing stuff to this. But once we do this for the Father, out of a place of worship, because see, I don't know about you, but if someone were to give me, let's just say, a thousand bucks, right? And they did it just to say, hey, look, I just wanted to give this to you. Would I not want to make sure they know how appreciative I am? That whatever I give back to them, it is from a place of, oh my gosh, I just can't say thank you enough. From that same kind of mindset is how we have to look and get to look at doing this life with God. That this isn't about God, "Ah, you know, I just don't feel like being obedient today because it's just too hard. Instead, we, we think about all that he's done for us. And when we think of it from that place, all of a sudden we want to be obedient we want to obey not just because his promises will be there but we want his presence more than his promises like what moses wanted moses wanted his presence more than his the promises That's what he desired. That's why I believe when he didn't get to go into the promised land, he wasn't too brokenhearted because he got the presence of God. He got to be in the presence of God until his death. That's what I truly believe. That's just me, though. But I believe God wants us to get to this mindset and heart set of doing this as unto him. Because then... Whether someone appreciates what we've done for them or not, we are no longer offended because why? The love of God is unoffendable. It doesn't keep records of what was done wrong. But guess what? He doesn't keep record of what he's done right. He just keeps doing good because he's good. How amazing is that? So I want you to think about this today. I want this is an activation for you and I. Let's really think about this. From where you are right now and from what you've been seeing until this moment. All the lack that you've seen, all the mishaps and the undoings and the it feels like all the unravelings of the things that you thought were going to happen. And, and perhaps relationship issues and things that we can't even imagine or fathom to the smallest, maybe seemingly insignificant things of our life. Every one of those moments matter to God. And so in that moment of wherever you are, all those things you've been recounting of, oh my God, this got, this went wrong, this went wrong, this is going wrong. This person is doing this to me and that person is doing this to me. Now what I want you to do is I want you, if you want, you can write down all the things that are going wrong in your life. But now make records intentionally of all the things of what God has done. Write all those things down. And all of a sudden, you're going to be living out Philippians 4, 8. Whatever you do, think on these things. Whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, of good report, think on these things. Let that be an exercise. And it goes back to the book that uh, almost 40 of us women wrote together called Daughters of the King that you can find on Amazon. It's, It's called Daughters of the King, Revealing God's Royalty in the Midst of Peasantry. And here's an exercise for you and I. Write down a story or a testimony of a moment where it was really hard, but then how you saw God was for you even in the midst And then from that whole thing you wrote, write down a scripture of how this scripture points you to the Father in the midst of whatever you're going through. And hold it close and tight. And that, in that moment, is your gospel message to stay fixed on the Father, to realize that prayer is the only way to make you aware of His presence over and over and over again. And then when you do that, will you write me? You can write me via email or you can even private message me on my Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore studio. My email is letstalktv74 at gmail.com. Listen the Lord bless you and keep you today and I just pray that today you will see with heavenly wit on this Monday. The reason why I wanted to do heavenly wits on Mondays is because Mondays get a really bad rep. They get a bad reputation. So I wanted to change that whole thing that Mondays do not have to be what we always say Mondays are, which is like an awful day. but let's 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 remember. That today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What does rejoice mean? It means to be joyful over and over and over again. Not just to be joyful because we we need to be joyful. But the rejoicing comes from the place of whom we belong to. That whenever we see rejection on every part, on so many parts of our life, That we'll see through the rejection God's acceptance. And that's what revealing God's royalty in the midst of peasantry looks like. Being kind to those who are unkind. Not because it's done out of spite. And I'll show you, I'll kill you with kindness. No, 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 no. It's doing it because it honors the Father. Oh, man. I just know God wants us to get this. This is when the kingdom of God touches the earth. We get to be an answer to God's prayer. Of let, the, let let God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. When we obey him, not out of a place of obligation, but from a place of grateful heart. Thank you all so much for joining me on this Heavenly Wit Monday. Please feel free to share this episode with your friends and family and even on your social media.